Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, my hat is off. I'm starting to watch. Can you say hello my friend John. Hello, my friend John. There you go. Hello, my friend John. Hey. Hello. Hey, we are going to have a fun time in chapel, all right? And one of the things I'm going to do is we do chapel quiz time, which is the boys against the girls. Now, we're not going to do it today because it's all based on the story I tell you. So you're going to want to put anything distracting under your seat. You're just going to want to listen because tomorrow we're going to have a fun time in chapel seeing who can remember the most from the Word of God that we're going to look at. So remember that. You're going to want to listen because we're going to do some chapel fun time because I'm going to tell you a really cool story. But first, let's begin with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this chance to talk to you, Lord, and to thank you for the fun time we had at camp. And I just want to thank you for these boys and girls. And I pray that If someone doesn't know you as their Savior, that this week they might start following you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. A long time ago. Hang on, listen, listen, listen. A long time ago. Well, 2,960 years ago. In a land far, far away. Well... 6,700 miles roughly away, there lived an evil, evil king. And this king, he was evil. How do I know that? Well, if you turned in your Bible to 1 Kings, you would find the history of all these kings. And one of the most evilest of them all was a king named Rehoboam. Can you say Rehoboam? Rehoboam. It's a tough king. They don't name people Dave and Steve back then. It's Rehoboam, Jehoshaphat, all this sort of thing. Well, this king, Rehoboam, was he good or evil? He was evil. And how do I know that? The Bible, hang on. The Bible says... This man was evil. Now, here's the problem. Why is he evil? Did he kill a bunch of people? Did he poison a bunch of people? Did he stick poison in an apple and send it to someone? You know, why is he evil? Did he destroy the environment? Did he do something bad like that? No. You know what the Bible says he was evil for? Because he quit following, I'm going to give you a big word here, the one true God, and his name is Yahweh. Can you say Yahweh? Yahweh. Rehoboam said, I am not going to follow the one true God, and what's his name? 
He said, I'm not going to follow him at all. Well, see, here's the problem. If he's King Rehoboam, he's king of something, right? Well, he is king of a nation called Israel. Can you say Israel? Israel. And that's 6,700 roughly miles away from the USA, if you're interested. And Israel at that time, when Rehoboam became king, he inherited a big, big kingdom. Because his dad's, his dad's dad, in other words, Rehoboam's grandfather, you know what his name was? His name was David. Now you've heard of King David and David and Goliath? Well, that's this David. Now, David, he said the opposite of Rehoboam. He said, I'm going to follow Yahweh all my days, and I'm going to put all my trusting, believing, loyalty in Yahweh. And Yahweh said, you know what, David? I'm going to bless you and bless you and bless you because of all the nations that are out there, Yahweh came, and he came to this country called, can you remember what I just said? What's the name of this country? He came to Israel, and he said, you are mine. You are mine. Yahweh said, you can have all the other countries, and he set them off all the other gods, but he said, you're mine, Israel. Deuteronomy 32 talks about how God picked Israel out of all the nations to say, you are mine. And he said, if kings, if you follow me, I will bless you. I will bless you. Well, one king did. And his name was David. And he said, I will follow you, Yahweh, no matter what. And God blessed him and blessed him. And soon, not soon, later on, he died in his old age. And David, he had a son named Solomon. And when Solomon took over, God came to Solomon And he said, hey, Solomon, if you follow me, I will bless you and I will bless you and I bless you. And Solomon said, yes. He said, in fact, could you give me one thing? And God said, what's that? And and he said, could you give me wisdom? I want to be the wisest person because it's hard. It is so hard being king. I have to judge this, judge that. Make that decision, please. I've got to be wise. I want to make good decisions. So God says, Solomon, I make you the wisest man on earth. And there's a book in the Bible called Proverbs. A lot of them are written by Solomon. Well, Solomon, who's Solomon's dad? Anybody remember? David, David, right? He followed God. Well, Solomon said, I'm going to follow Yahweh too. I'm going to put my believing, trusting loyalty to God, to Yahweh. And he starts off great. And he's a good king. And what nation is he the king over? He's king over Israel. And Israel expands even further and gets bigger and bigger. And he builds great temples and he does all these wonderful things. But one of the things God says, if you're going to follow me, You can only have one wife. That's it. Solomon, you're only allowed one wife. Now, he said that all the way from Adam and Eve, all the way from the beginning. 
But he said to all the kings, you can only have one wife. See, back then, if you were a king, you were like, well, I want to have a treaty with that country. I'm going to marry one of their daughters. So there's two wives. I'm going to marry one of their treaty daughters because I want to have a treaty with that country. And so they would multiply wives to themselves, have a bunch of wives. But God said, if you're going to be the king of Israel, you're going to be different. You're only allowed one wife. And the Bible even says one of the reasons you shouldn't have more than one wife, Solomon, is because your heart might go after their God. So Solomon's trucking along, doing great, has one wife. But as he gets older, gets a little prouder, thinks he's the wise one, gets a little wise in his own boots. And he starts saying, you know what? If I have a treaty with this country, if I marry their daughter, man... What's one more wife? So, hey, I've got one wife. That's two. Hey, let's, let's marry that one. That's three. Hey, let's marry that one. It's four. Five. He ends up with 700 wives. Can you imagine having 700 wives? I mean, I don't know. Hey. I would just have them have numbers. I can't remember their names. You know, I'd be like, hey, number 549, come over here. Get me the remote off the couch, would you? I don't know what I would do with that many wives. I can barely remember my wife's name, right? 700 wives. But listen, hey, wait, 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 wait. Gets even worse. He had 700 wives. And on top of that, he had three girlfriends. Now you're like, how do you have a wife and a girlfriend? That's not allowed. Well, when you're this king, guess what? That's what he does. He has over a thousand women and puts them all someplace. I don't know. But guess what? How many wives does the Bible say he's allowed? He is over a thousand. And guess what? It says, first king. He starts to be drawn away by his wives who are like, hey, quit worshiping Yahweh. Come and worship a God named Molech. Hey, quit, quit worshiping Yahweh. Come and worship a God named Chemosh and a God named Baal. All these little G gods all over the place who weren't the one true God. What's the name of the one true God? He says, worship me only, God says. But guess what? Solomon doesn't. And he's drawn away from these other women who were from other countries, who worshipped other gods. He was supposed to marry one good Jewish woman and they were supposed to celebrate and worship Yahweh all their lives. But he was influenced. And some of these, these, these worships, these, these, some of these uh, people who worshipped other gods, they did terrible things in worshipping their god. Human sacrifice, all this stuff. And that was not supposed to be done in Israel. But guess what? Solomon, it says, he starts doing, and the Bible says, big word here, detestable practices. And Solomon is getting further and further and further away from worshiping the one true God. Hey, I want to say, your friends matter. 
The people you hang out with, even at this young an age, matter. Are you hanging out with kids who draw you after other things you know you shouldn't do? Are you hanging out with kids who are messing around with stuff you know you shouldn't be messing around with? Guess what? Solomon is a perfect example of your friends matter. Yes, you should have unsafe friends and you should be a good influence on them. But the majority of your friends, if you know the Lord is your Savior, they should be other Christians. And you can encourage each other. And you can encourage each other to do the right thing. And you can move each other towards the Lord. Well, Solomon, he's doing the opposite. He is going after these other gods. In fact, he starts building altars to them. The Bible calls them high places. Back then, if you thought you had to reach your God, you would go up to the highest mountain in the endless mountain range, climb the highest tree, and you would build an altar there to try to worship God. And he built these high places. And Israel went after it. They were supposed to worship who? And instead, they're going after Molech, Chemosh, Baal, led by Solomon. Well, Solomon dies. And who is that king I said was really evil at the beginning? What was his name? Rehoboam. Rehoboam. Can we say Rehoboam? Rehoboam. Rehoboam is Solomon's son. And Solomon's son is the next in line. And his name is what? Rehoboam. Well, Rehoboam, he becomes king. And he takes over when he's like in his 20s, really young. And he's just been, you know, he's lived a life of riches. He thinks he's cool. And when he takes over, the Bible says he did evil in God's eyes. How did he do evil? By pursuing other gods. He gave up on Yahweh. He's like, I don't want to follow him. Even though they had a grand temple that Solomon built for Yahweh, he didn't care. He went after all these other gods, the Chemosh, Asherah, Baal, and he would build uh, idols to them, and he pursued them. Well, not only that, what's the name of the country that he is king of? Well, Israel... Northern Israel says, you know what? I don't like David and his son Solomon and his son Rehoboam. Because Israel is made up of 12 tribes. How many tribes? 12. 12 tribes. And David came from the tribe of Judah. And Judah was a big tribe back then. Pretty big, you know. They had, a, they had the most people. The best king came out of it. Well, David and this little tribe, sorry, Judah and this little tribe named Benjamin, they pretty much were in southern Israel. And the other ten were in northern Israel. Hang on, sit down. And the other ten were in northern Israel. And guess what? The other ten say, we are tired of David and his son and his now Rehoboam leading us. We want to be led by this new guy named Jehoshaphat. We want to be our own kingdom. And Rehoboam, he had a chance to hold them together. And Rehoboam, he said, I don't care. 
I'm going to force you into slave labor. I'm going to make your work even harder. And they tried to negotiate. The ten tribes didn't really want to leave. But in the end, Rehoboam, all cocky and tough, he's the newest king. He says, I'm not going to listen to you. So guess what? The ten tribes say, fooey on Rehoboam. And they head north. And they have now northern Israel. And then we have southern Israel. And southern Israel is Rehoboam's territory. He is king of southern Israel. And it says he did evil in God's eyes because he rejected Yahweh. Well, Rehoboam, he had a son. His son's name, this is a tough one, Abijah. Not Elijah, it sounds like Elijah, but Abijah. Some, hey, some Bibles even call him this, Abijam. I like Abijah, but Abijam. Some people call him Abijam, but he's Abijah. So Rehoboam, his son's, what was his name? Well, Rehoboam dies, his son Abijah takes over. Now, Abijah has a chance. He could say, I'm going to be a good king, and to be a good king, what did you have to do? Worship and follow Yahweh. Or is Abijah going to be a bad king and follow, you know, Chemosh and Baal? He has a choice. And you know what Abijah does? He follows the bad gods. His dad did his grandfather did. You know what? Why not? My whole family's been doing this for years. Let's keep following the bad gods. And Abijah, he follows the bad gods. Well, guess what? He only reigns for three years. And then, whoop, he dies. The Bible, exactly, good question. The Bible doesn't really say. He just dies. Well, Abijah, along the way, because he probably came to the throne later in life, he has a son named Asa. Asa. Can you say Asa? Asa. Guess how you spell Asa. A-S-A. It's really easy. A-S-A. Abijah, he has a son named what? Asa is now king of southern Israel. Northern Israel still rebelling, doing their own thing. So he is now king over southern Israel. And that's a lot of people. And they're pretty mighty. And now Asa, he is now king. And he has a choice. Do I follow Yahweh? And, and you know what, what my great-great-grandfather David did? Do I follow Yahweh? Or do I do what my dad did, my grandfather did, my great-grandfather did? Do I follow Chemosh, Baal, Molech, all these other gods? What do I do? Well, if you come back tomorrow, we will find out what Asa did. Does Asa follow Yahweh? Or does he follow these evil gods? If you come back tomorrow, we'll find out. But hang on, listen. I want to say this. Today, 
you can follow Yahweh. How? Yahweh says, you know what? I want you to know my son Jesus. I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross for you. And if you want to be right with me, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. You know what? If you want to be a follower, but all your loving trust in Yahweh, he says, you've got to deal with my son, Jesus. Because Jesus died on the cross. And then he rose again. And he says, if you want to follow me, you've got to follow my son, Jesus. And they're the same person, which is, you know, this is interesting. But I'm just saying, if you've not asked Jesus to save you, I would encourage you to get saved this week. You're going to have lots of opportunities to memorize verses about Jesus, to to hear about the plan of salvation. Mr. Lincoln went through right there the gospel, right? You know, I'd encourage you, follow Jesus. And hopefully... Along the way, we can learn a little bit from Asa on how to do that. So, let's pray, and then I'm going to hand it over to Mr. Tom. Dear Lord, I just thank you for the history of Israel, and I thank you for the story of Asa, that we will choose to follow you, and that we'll pick our friends, and we'll be wise in who we hang out with. Because it makes all the difference. In Jesus' name, amen.